You are listening to the audio ministry for More Nations Church, Cardiff. God is good all the time. And I've got a word for you this morning to say that those who trust in the Lord will never be put to shame. What God has done with us this morning is an application of who we are. Okay, in a moment, He has demonstrated the reality of who we are, a people who will never be put to shame, who trust in the Lord. So we're going to take some time and look at a few scriptures to see what has God done in us and through us that we can have a time like this morning. And I actually believe we're going to... Carry on in that, in that vein after I've finished speaking as well. And God's not finished yet. Okay? Amen. Amen. Come on. But we're open to the Holy Spirit and just saying, God, what do you want to do? Yes. Because he wants no one to leave this room in shame. Yes. Amen. He wants everyone to leave Amen. in peace and joy. Okay? Amen. That's where we're headed. You know, we're the best people in the world. That's not a glib statement. We are the best people in the world. And all week, every gathering I've been in, we've been hearing about Jesus and his bride. About the church. And about what God is making us and is making us and who we are together. We are the best people in the world. We are the body of Christ. And I want to carry on in that vein this morning and... Look at what it means to be the body of Christ as a spiritual house. Okay, so we're going to turn to a scripture that James took us to last week in 1 Peter 2, verse 4 to 10. I'm reading from the NIV. 1 Peter 2, 4-10 As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, you and you and you and you and you also, are like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God Through Jesus Christ. For in scripture it says. See I lay a stone in Zion. A chosen and precious cornerstone. And the one who trusts in him. Will never be put to shame. Now to you who believe this stone is precious. But to those who do not believe. The stone the builders rejected. Has become the cornerstone. And a stone that causes people to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they were destined for. But you, 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 
You, you, we. Okay. Are a chosen people. We are a royal priesthood. We are a holy nation. We are God's special possession. We are the best people in the world. That's my bit, but it's true. That you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. You know, once you were not a people. Once we were not a people. But now we are the people of God. Once we had not received mercy, but now we have received mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you for all that you have done. And we thank you for all that you are. We thank you, Father, that you have taken us, a people far from you. And because of your Son, you have brought us close and made us one, adopted into your family. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We see that the church is a spiritual house. It's not man-made. It's God-made. It is God's house. And in this passage we see it's referenced that Jesus is the cornerstone. Jesus is the cornerstone of this spiritual house that we are all a part of. What do we know about Jesus as the cornerstone? Well, you know, the cornerstone is a big stone. It is the biggest, the greatest, the grandest stone in the house. It sits, as it would suggest, in the corner. (laughs) This is deep. (laughs) And everything else is built like it, around it, in its manner. On its foundation. It is the uncut stone. It sets the tone for the whole building. The cornerstone, as someone wrote, determines the design and orientation of the whole of the building. It is the most significant stone. We are being built into a spiritual house where Jesus is the cornerstone. That's good news that he is the cornerstone. Today, we're coming to the table. And you know what? The table is all about Jesus. The table is all about Jesus. And he is the chief cornerstone of the house. You know, when we come to the table this morning, we're coming to the chief cornerstone. To the cornerstone of the spiritual house. 1 Corinthians 11 tells us that this is Jesus' body broken for us. That this is Jesus' body broken for us. Amazingly, this body, hope I can do this. Which was broken. Which was broken. Is now the sure foundation. 
the strong cornerstone that we come to. Strong and dependable. His body, which was broken, is now the cornerstone. Wonderful. The same body that was broken has become the cornerstone of my life because Jesus is alive. Yes, amen. Amen. We remember the body broken, but we live in the light of the cornerstone. We live in the light of the cornerstone, trusting on the cornerstone, knowing that that stone is tested and has been found whole. Wonderful. And 1 Peter 2 tells us that, as we've seen, like living stones, we're being built into a spiritual house. And that those who let themselves be built into the house are those who say, I trust this cornerstone and will build my life on it. They say, we will lean on nothing else but this cornerstone. On nothing else. No other foundation but this cornerstone. I trust this cornerstone. As Colette was singing and it came through time and time again this morning. I trust in you, Lord. I trust in you. I trust in you. I trust in you. As I come to the table this morning, I say again, I trust in you, Jesus. And God gives a promise. The one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Never put to shame. That's why David could take a sling and face Goliath. Because those who trust in the Lord will never be put to shame. What a beautiful image. Those who trust in the Lord will never be put to shame. To shame. That is the heart of the word this morning. If you will trust in Jesus, you will never be put to shame. Every life, every life built on this foundation, built on this cornerstone of Jesus, will never be put to shame. Wonderful. That is true. Let's look at another passage. Let's turn to Galatians 2.20, please. I don't have three points for you this morning. I just have the word that says, those who trust in him will never be put to shame. And we're going to look at that with two or three witnesses in the word to see what God is saying, okay? Galatians 2.20, and reading from the New Living. It says, My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me And gave himself for me. 
You see, we are being made as living stones, just like the cornerstone. Because it is not I who lives, but Christ, the very cornerstone who lives in me. Practically, in a natural house, the the brick or stone must be of the same quality as the cornerstone. It cannot be inferior, else it will not stand. We are of the same DNA as Christ. And we have been transformed into his likeness. We are living stones in his image, built on his foundation. We're not just left to fit together as we would see fit. He is shaping us and molding us. We are just like Jesus. We are made of the same stuff. And this is particularly significant when we consider what it might mean that we would never be put to shame. Okay? It's particularly significant when we consider that. Because to be ashamed is to make somebody seem inferior or of inferior quality by comparison. Okay? Let me give you a very natural example. I support a football team called Liverpool. There's some amens. My brother Roger here, you see, he supports a team called Manchester United. And he just said, I've got a lot to be ashamed about. Do you know he can say that because by comparison, Manchester United have a lot more points than Liverpool right now. Right now. (laughs) I can be ashamed or he he can shame me because by comparison... My team are nowhere near as good as his at the moment. And the tables (laughs) tell that story. Shame is to do with comparison. You know? My friend Lee is sitting here. I have a feeling if Lee and I went on a run together, my fitness would be shamed. I would be flagging. We'd get to about two miles and I'd be on the floor. By comparison, Lee would be, I have no doubt, strong. Just, that's it. (laughs) Oh, let's stop this one now, I think. (laughs) My fitness would be shamed by comparison. Okay? Shame is, is, a, is to do with a comparison. Yeah, right. yeah. To be ashamed is to make somebody seem inferior or of inferior quality by comparison. And yet God says, the one who trusts in him yes. will never be put to shame. Yeah, come on. The one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. You see, Jesus is the benchmark for all comparison. And you and I are found in him. You and I are found in him. We are made righteous. Hebrews 10, 14 tells us we are perfect by his sacrifice. Think about that. We are made perfect. He has made us righteous 
Therefore, how can I be put to shame? How is it ever possible that if I've put my trust in him, I look like him. I'm made righteous like him. He has made me perfect like him. How is it that I could ever be put to shame? Who has any right to come and say that I am inferior? Who has any right to come and tell me that I should feel some sort of shame? That I am in any way inferior to anyone? Because I am like Christ. I am, I am set as the highest benchmark. I am the Mo Farah and beyond. There is no one that can compare. I am the Barcelona. But not even like that. I mean, no one, no one can come and say that in any way am I inferior. Therefore, how can I feel shame? What benchmark can be set that would leave me feeling shame? There is none when I put my trust in him. We are made of the same stuff as the cornerstone. Once you trust in him, there is no shame. So I want us to look at how Jesus took our shame by enduring it on the cross. And let's turn to Hebrews 12, verse 2. Isn't that great news? news. Do you know no one can accuse you? No one can hurl an insult at you that can stick. They might try, but it doesn't have to stick. Hold that thought for a moment. Hebrews 12, 2 in the NIV. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus endured the cross, and for a brief moment, it seemed like the cross might win. It seemed to the natural eye that in a moment, the cross had defeated Jesus. And had thrown him down and that he was dead and the cross had the victory. And the cross could stand over him and say, be ashamed. There was great shame in the cross. But Jesus scorned that shame. He made a mockery of that shame. Jesus made a mockery of its shame when he rose victoriously, defeating the power of death. Now there is no shame. He removed it completely. When he rose again, he said, Cross, you sought to shame me, but I am alive. I I mock, I laugh at your shame. There is no shame. Praise God. What a glorious victory. And the good news is, we're in him. Amen. Amen. That is the foundation. He is the cornerstone. Wonderful. Wonderful. Do you know another word for shame is disgrace? I actually went looking for that. I thought, I'm sure disgrace must mean shame. And I couldn't find it until I read the New Living Translation. Well, on Peter 2, verse 6, anyone who trusts in him will not be disgraced. 
will not be disgraced. Romans 3 verse 23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Do you know, outside of God, there is a comparison. If we don't put our trust in him, we have every reason to be ashamed. Because God has sent the benchmark. And that's a popular verse that we know, that all have sinned and fall short of God's standard. Therefore, we are ashamed without him. There is no way we can be as good, as right, as holy, as perfect as him. We are ashamed. But there is Romans 3.24, the very next verse. And all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. All are justified. Say all. There is no exclusion. All who trust in him. All are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. I once was far from God's standard. I was ashamed. I was disgraced. But now I am justified freely by his grace. By his grace. He takes your disgrace by his grace and it can never come back he takes your disgrace by his grace and it can never come back amen if you're feeling in any sense shame or disgrace this morning As we come to the table, it's time to let that go because it's not supposed to stick. There is no shame. There is no disgrace because of his grace. Wonderful. Do you know if you've never put your trust in Jesus, the cornerstone, Today I want to ask you, if you will stop building your life with brick on brick, piece by piece, trying to build something for yourself, doing things your way, I say, will you build your life on Jesus, the cornerstone, this morning? Will you trust in him? Will you know, in doing so, you will know no shame, no disgrace. But he says, it's by my grace. I have done it all for you. Just come and trust in me. Give up trying to build your own thing and doing it your way. And just come and say, you can know complete freedom this morning. Amen. If today you've believed the lie of the enemy, today's the day to knock that chip off. You know, we're his living stones. We are in Christ. We are formed by him. If there is anything in your life which is causing you to feel shame or unworthy, it can be chipped off today. It's not part of what God is doing. It's not part of who you are. If someone has sold you a lie and it's stuck 
It's a time for it to be cut off. If there is something uh, which you have let a uh, door ajar for the enemy, it's time to say, I'm closing that. I'm walking in the light. It doesn't belong to you. It's not part of you. The enemy is a liar. He wants you to walk in darkness. He wants you to uh, walk with secret things that you feel are too shameful to even mention. All the while feeling ashamed. That is not what God has for you. Because that is not who you are. That's not what God has for you because it's not who you are. You know, shame comes from an older word to cover up. And the beauty of coming to the table is, this is a body broken for you this morning to take away your sin. When we come to the table, there needs to be nothing covered up. There needs to be nothing covered up. And you can uncover it. We read 1 Peter 2.9 at the start. Uh, we read that at the start. It says, because you are a chosen people. Let me say that. We are a chosen people. We are a royal priesthood. We are a holy nation. We are God's special possession. That you might declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Nothing is covered in the light. Everything is exposed. Nothing is hidden in the light. Everything is exposed. There is no cover up. There is no shame. There is no disgrace when we come to him. If you will trust the Lord, you are called out of darkness into his wonderful light where everything is visible. Right now, if that's in you, your heart is pounding and you think, can I really come and ask for forgiveness? Can I really come and let go of that lie? Can I really come and address that which the enemy has been holding on to me? But the reality is, and I want to encourage you, brothers and sisters, that God's plan is better than the lie of the enemy. And we use words like exposed and uncovered, but God says you are coming to a body broken to remove that which is hurting you. You are coming to a body which is body broken to take away that very sin, that very concern, that very lie, that very untruth which is stuck, that has paid the price for you. And the word is you can trust him completely. You can trust him completely and leave free of all of that. Leave completely free. No shame. No disgrace. Completely free. The word says in 1 Corinthians 11 that when we come to the table, we are to examine ourselves. And in doing so, we are honoring the body of Christ. In light of this spiritual house, Is there anything on me that shouldn't be here? In light of being a living stone, in the fashion of the cornerstone, is there anything on me that needs to come off, that needs to be let go? If you think it is a small thing or a big thing, come and ask God for forgiveness. Receive it 
and walk in the light with no shame. And we're going to do that when we come to the table shortly. You know, I'm also aware that living stones keep moving. By very nature of it being alive. Movement is a sign of life. Therefore, a living stone must move. It's not a static house. It's a house which is alive. It has purpose and direction. And we are being built into a spiritual house. It is continuous. For some, it will be good just to come and affirm our trust in him again today. As we've sung it already, I'm giving you another opportunity. Say, Jesus, I trust in you. I trust in you. I trust in you. Do you know that affirms our willingness to be stretched? When we say, I trust in you, Lord. It says, I trust in you. If you want to, if you want to grow me, if you want to stretch me, go ahead. Because I trust in you. If you want to get me as fit as Lee, go ahead, Lord. Because I trust you. If there is a fresh vision, if there is a fresh calling, Lord, I just say I trust you. Because this is a living house. This is a house made of living stones. It is an active house which is alive. I trust you, Lord. You know, you can't come to the table and settle. Those who trust in him will never be put to shame. Lord, what have you got for me today? What fresh thing have you got for me today? Because I trust you. Might be the small prompting. Might be a big encouragement. Might be a direction. Whatever it is. Lord, I just say I trust you. And as I come to the table, whatever you've got, I just trust you. I'm going to do it. Find me ready and willing. Find me ready and willing, Lord. There's great adventure in Jesus. And you know, for everyone, the reality of a life of no shame must have something which is at the polar opposite of that. And I was just asking the Lord, well, what is the opposite of shame? And I believe it is peace and joy. Peace and joy. So this morning, this is a table of peace and joy. It is a ta- it is celebratory table. Because as we come to him, we don't walk away with shame. We walk away with peace and joy. If shame is the state when separated from God, okay, then peace and joy, by comparison, is the state of the righteous. Where there is no gap between me and God. Where we are one. Christ in me. There is no gap, there is no comparison, therefore there is peace and joy. That is why the kingdom of God is a matter of righteousness, making me one with him. Of peace and joy. The kingdom of God is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. All in the Holy Spirit. Isn't that wonderful? In Isaiah, which um, is the passage that Peter refers to, although he refers to a number of things, um, that word for shame is translated panic. And I thought, well, that's odd. 
But you know, those who trust in the Lord will never panic. I just had this picture of people not trusting in God, running around, sort of almost screaming, you know? Like if you're panicking and you go, ah! And over here, and ah! What do we do? Woe is me! And this kind of shaking head and, ah! Panic! But that's not what God's called us for. Do you know those who trust in the Lord will never panic? Because he takes us from ah to peace. Peace. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Those who trust in the Lord will never be put to shame, will never be disgraced, will never panic. Will never run around like headless chickens. They'll be in peace. That's the Jesus we're coming to this morning. So, Lord Jesus, we trust you completely that we will never be put to shame. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Ah, it is a table of joy. And so we're going to come to the table now. It'll be good for us to come. Everything we do is by faith. You've been listening to a message from All Nations Church Cardiff. To download other messages, subscribe to our podcast, or find out more about us, log on to www.allnationschurch.org.uk. Thank you.